I spoke to one person in Egypt who described Hamas as lions, uh, meaning that they are brave warriors. And what you're seeing is with every day of this bombardment in Gaza, people are being kind of pushed towards more extreme positions. Ah, yes, Clarissa Ward. Yeah, the news media is not what it used to be. And even before, they probably weren't what they should be. Our news media, the most corrupt institution of the United States of America, as I have been pointing out for years, CNN reporter Clarissa Ward. Well, happy Wednesday once again. Hour number three. And it is mailbag day. Because it's Wednesday, it's hump day. Hillary Clinton waking up in a pool of her own dried vomit and... And mailbag day. Those two things might seem unrelated. There's a little bit of connective tissue, however. That was a great uh, call, Paul. Um, And Paul, thank you for for calling in. I would have uh, happily spent more time, but I ran out the clock on myself. Paul, listening to our humble radio broadcast, 2 p.m. London time. Uh, listens to uh, my humble show and to American uh, radio uh, to find out what's going on in the world because the BBC and even Sky News, uh, he said, uh, uh, not doing a good job of getting the truth out. That is a major issue, a major issue. And um, in fact, there was a story when Paul called in just moments before I was reading a story out of Great Britain. Because, you know, the Internet and everything, the patriarchy created the Internet and, and Al Gore, of course, so that the whole world could be connected. Poster of Israeli twins kidnapped by Hamas, defaced with Hitler mustaches. This is in merry old England. Police have launched a, an investigation into the vandalism. A little three-year-old girl's cute picture of them and put posters up in England, uh, Emma and Yuli Cunio. Three years old, Israeli babies kidnapped by the troglodytes. Uh, and uh, the horror, the horror. You may remember the Israeli father crying a week ago when he found out that his three-year-old daughter had been killed because he had uh, lost track of her. Found out she had been killed and he was thrilled that uh, she had only been killed and wasn't being held hostage by the savages in their 311-mile tunnel system. Amazing. So uh, this, uh, you know, it's going on not just in the United States where they're, they're protesting in favor of jihad and martyrdom on the campus of George Washington University, but in South Hampstead um, as well in England, the Hitler mustaches, because there is a global jihad and the Democrat Party is recruiting white kids from the suburbs to endorse the jihad. All Democrats, 100% Democrats. Now, it's mailbag day because it's Wednesday. And I'd like to get to the mailbag. You can settle in for the mailbag mailbag segment. All right, let's go, uh, let's go uh, right to it, Jeff. T-Bone. T-Bone asks, Chris, 
Back in autumn 1940, Great Britain was in a declared war with Germany, as Israel is with Hamas today. Germany indiscriminately bombed England, and in 1942-1943, the U.K. retaliated. What do you see as the difference in how FDR supported England compared to how Biden supports Israel? Well, uh, not to bring race into it, but it's black and white. It's night and day. Um. FDR, the progressive Democrat that rounded up all the Japanese Americans in the United States and threw them into internment camps because he was a left-wing president and, you know, in Hitler's party, the Socialist Workers' Party, and, of course, the communists in the Soviet Union at the time. Um, The Democrat Party uh, changes, and then again it doesn't. Now, it's true Uh, And I believe his name was Bomber Harris, a a British general named Harris, who was a huge advocate, and he successfully advocated under Winston Churchill, uh, for bombing the hell out of German cities. And, um, you know, one of the lines was, blacken the skies with bombers. As we bombed the hell out of them, they were firing V-1 missiles and V-2 missiles, uh, raining down on England, on, on London going after civilian targets, the Socialist Workers' Party was, of Adolf Hitler. And when the British, uh, thanks to us, finally got to, uh, sorry, Paul, but, you know, uh, true enough, uh, the United States, had it not been for the United States entering the war, Hitler would have won in Europe, and, and that, would have been, that would have been that. But, uh, but we did enter the war, and my father, a Navy fighter pilot, uh, dropping bombs on Germans in France and... Uh, and beyond. Um, God bless America. And, uh, you know, as to Europe and the world, you're welcome. Now, uh, now shut up. Man, just kidding. You don't have to shut up. Thanks to us, you don't have to shut up. So T-Bone says, uh, you know, what's the difference between how FDR supported England and how Biden supports Israel? And I, I do think that there are stark, stark differences, and part of it is that the Democrat Party is not a pro-scratch part of it. Let me start that uh, sentence over again. The Democrat Party is no longer a pro-Israel party, and Joe Biden is a sock puppet for the Democrat Party, which has been taken over by the international left. The international left is anti-Israel, and they view the world through this ridiculous, fallacious prism of victim and victimizer. And since they view the so-called Palestinians, not an actual ethnic group or race or anything of the kind, just Arabs, um, another tribe in the Arab world. But the left views the so-called Palestinians as victims. Victims of whom? Well, of the Jews, of Israel, of course. Because the Jews, after the Socialist Workers' Party in Germany in the 1930s and 1940s, Uh, sought to exterminate the entire Jewish population under the final solution. I was discussing this yesterday, decided on at the One Sea Conference um, near Berlin. Um, The left and the, the, you know, we we said uh, the civilized world and the so-called United Nations got together and said the Jewish people need a homeland. They're no longer safe or comfortable in Europe. And so the... um, the historical homeland of the Jewish people uh, is where they are now. Uh, Going back to Abraham again, 
how many, 4,500 years ago? Abraham, um, Moses, thousands of, you're supposed to be able to answer this off the top of your head. And the, <laughs> Moses, uh, you know, fleeing uh, slavery in Egypt under the pharaohs and um, going to the, the promised land and, and all of that stuff. Uh, that, you know, obviously they have a, 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 you know, a very obvious historical claim to Israel. Uh, and um, uh, FDR and then Harry Truman uh, did support the creation of the, the state of Israel. There are a lot you could be critical of FDR uh, about when it comes to not hitting the rail spurs, going to the death camps and things like that. But that's having anti-Semites in his cabinet uh, during the 1930s and the 1940s, uh, which FDR did. Uh, but, um, you know, he was on the side of crushing the Socialist Workers Party of Adolf Hitler and, and, uh, and that. Now, Joe Biden is not, does not appear to be a great ally to Israel. He went to Israel, uh, but it, uh, it forced Israel to tap the brakes and stop going after Hamas as aggressively as they were. Now, they're going after Hamas very methodically, very intelligently. I... Um, you know, one of the strongest leaders in the world, Benjamin Netanyahu, although the other night on my Newsmax show, the liberal on the show said that, uh, yeah, there is a, a weakness problem, but it's not Joe Biden being a weak president. It's Benjamin Netanyahu being a weak leader. I, I, you know, if I had been sipping water, I would have done a spit take uh, because that's about the most ridiculous thing, most ridiculous thing ever. You know, the, the thing is, uh, T-Bone, is that the Democrats think you can have a clean war, a pure war, where nobody really gets hurt. And the news media sanitizes everything. They're not showing the images of the murdered Israelis. They're not showing the horrors of what the troglodytes have inflicted. They're not showing the evil, and that is the right word, of radical Islam and what Hamas did in this instance. Now, the American media is an extension of the Democrat Party as well, an engorged appendage of the Democrat Party. Um, but FDR was a very strong ally to Churchill and the British and, and to, uh, you know, a, 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 a strong leader when it came to smashing fascism in Europe. Um, by the way, Benito Mussolini was a, uh, was a socialist all his adult life till he hopped at the last minute, basically, over to the fascist party because they were going somewhere. And he said fascism was a merger of state and corporate power, which is what we see with the Democrat Party and the corporate media and corporate power, the information oligarchs in the United States. Uh, I would say that Joe Biden is not a great ally to Israel because the Democrat Party is not a great ally to Israel. Joe Biden is uh, tripping up Israel in subtle ways, uh, there has still been no major land incursion into the Gaza, and uh, part of that is because of Joe Biden. Um, he's a dishonest man um, and not a good leader. Thanks, T-Bone. Robert Fisher asks, Hi, Chris. Love both shows, my radio show and my Newsmax show. Can you help me understand why Muslims hate the Jewish people so much? The information I have makes it very difficult to understand this level of hatred. Well, anti-Semitism is a bizarre reality that has been around for, for millennia now. And in the 20th century, we had the Socialist Workers' Party of Adolf Hitler and, and, um, and beyond. You know, the, the Italians were not as anti-Semitic. The Italian fascists were not as anti-Semitic as the German fascists. Um, 
the Spanish fascist, not uh, as uh, anti-Semitic either, the French rounded up their Jews and gave their Jews to the Germans for extermination. Um, but it is, look, it's one of the great mysteries of, of history, uh, Robert. It honestly is. Um, now, the modern iteration of this is the poor Palestinians had their land stolen by the United Nations and the Jews after World War II to give them a homeland without any regard for the um, any regard for the the so-called Palestinian people. Reality is the the Jews with uh, at that point a lot of European characteristics came in and settled Israel and they brought modernity, the 20th century at the time, to Israel, and um, and it's true that there were Palestinians that were displaced displaced. Now the reality is the best place to live in that region is there is Israel. And the Arabs and Muslims are welcome to live there side by side with the Jews if they're willing to live in peace. And that's where the problem comes in. <clears throat> now, you know, I mean, and again, and, and the Democrats in the United States, oh, that's an occupied colonial force, Israel. They're using these buzzwords that the hard left uses. Um, it is one of the great mysteries of all of human history, Robert, it really is. You know, but it's about leadership. And they, you know, they teach anti-Semitism in schools, genocidal anti-Semitism in, anti-Semitism in schools in the Gaza and the West Bank and in Lebanon and in Egypt and, and now in the United States of America. It's what they teach here as well. Um, now, um, one of the questions is from David. How the hell did you get so lucky to sit next to Jen? That's uh, talking about the Newsmax show and Jen Pellegrino um, on Newsmax and uh, show host and journalist and anchor woman, Jen Pellegrino, who is wonderful and she couldn't be a nicer person and she's just great and she's very lovely, uh, which I think is probably what David is talking about in large part. How the hell did you get so lucky to sit next to Jen? You know, um, I'm just a lucky guy. I'm just a lucky guy, you know, and good, clean living. Good, clean living is part of it. That's what I got to say to that, uh, David. And uh, good, clean living leads to all kinds of good things. I do have two more mailbag questions that I want to uh, share with you, and I'll get to those in just a couple of minutes. Hey, are you feeling overwhelmed about the upcoming holidays? You know, it's hard to think about it with uh, everything that's uh, more expensive and your credit cards may be pushed to the limit already. Now's the time to pay off that debt and get your finances under control before the holiday seasons fly up on us, which they are doing. If you're a homeowner, American Financing can help you access the equity in your home for instant savings. They're saving homeowners just like you, an average of $700 a month, American money. Think about how that money could help your family help you through the holiday season. And if you start today you may be able to delay two mortgage payments, giving you extra holiday cash. It's going to cost you absolutely nothing to find out how much you can save. The holidays are going to be here before you know it. So call their salary-based mortgage consultants today, not running on commission, American Financing. Call American Financing at 888-402-0299. That's 888-402-0299. Or find him on Al Gore's amazing internet at AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 
182334 at Hey, it's Lola. That's one of the Democrat Party's theme songs, too. Yeah, I got two more uh, mailbag questions coming up and uh, more crazy Democrat news. Why do they give me so much crazy every day? Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Okay, uh, back to the mailbag. Two more questions. Rick asks, why will Republicans pick a Speaker of the House that Democrats approve of, but not one the base would approve of? Uh, Short answer, rhinos. Short answer is rhinos. And fear. You know, these jobs must be the best jobs in the world because people will sell their souls for one more two-year term in the House of Representatives. I don't understand the appeal myself, but, um, you know, a lot of uh, rhinos, a lot of squishy... uh, you know, don't want to stand up and have the fight over conservative values. Maybe what's going on today will help move the ball towards civilization. I'm hopeful. I am hopeful. And Kurt Wright asks, Thank you for covering the Beirut bombing anniversary. That was day before yesterday, 40 years. Can you share implications from that event into current events? Um... You know, it was Hezbollah. That was the world's introduction to Hezbollah. Forty years ago, day before yesterday, 241 Americans, mostly Marines, blown up by a truck bomb. Uh, All kinds of mistakes were made by the United States Marine Corps. The Marines at the barracks were not allowed to have ammunition in their weapons, for example. But we uh, really hadn't been introduced to the suicide attacks of Radical Islam in 1983. Now we're much more familiar. Uh, and uh, Hamas is still there. They're, they're firing at uh, and killing Israelis today in Israel. The implications are that that was the beginning of something big. Today is also the 40th anniversary of the Grenada invasion 40 years ago today. Uh, good mailbag questions, fun mailbag questions. I always like to spend more time on the mailbag than I than I reasonably should. Yeah, 40 years ago, day before yesterday, the Marine Corps barracks bombing. And that was, uh, nobody knew Hezbollah until that day 40 years ago. And, um, and then on this day 40 years ago, uh, Ronald Reagan, President Ronald Reagan, and um, the invasion of Grenada because the communists were taking over. 
the Soviet Bolshevik communists had used their Cuban communist proxy troops to go into uh, Grenada and uh, kill the leader. They stood him up against a wall at an old Spanish fort there and shot and killed him, and they took over. And um, I actually spent a month in Grenada one time um, at a beach hotel at uh, the top of Grand Ants Beach, Grand Ants Beach, and had a great time in Grenada for a month. When was that? 2005. 2000, I think it's 2005. And uh, had a great time, lovely time there. Uh, I have uh, scrubs from the medical school there, just the shirt, the ties. It's part of my pajama collection when I'm at home. And it's got the, because the medical school, remember the Marines had to go in and evacuate the, uh, the students, many, many American students at the medical school there. Um, and the commies had come in, the Cuban troops, and, the, and they built a, what was it, like a 12,000-foot runway in Grenada which is much longer than you need for any commercial air traffic because it was about long-range Soviet bombers moving in and out of Grenada in the Caribbean um, within striking range of the United States of America, and that was the whole point. Ronald Reagan recognized that the Soviet communists, Putin was a Soviet communist then, he's a Russian communist now. But Ronald Reagan recognized this was the Soviets making a move on the Western world, the Western Hemisphere, see the Truman Doctrine, and uh, said, we're not going to have any of that. Uh, the Soviets moving in through their proxies, the Cubans, commie, commie, commie. Um, and Ronald Reagan said, uh, we're, we're not going to allow that to happen. So we sent troops in. And the news media, I remember very well at the time, uh, were screaming, oh, this is a uh, distraction to uh, distract attention from the Marine Corps barracks bombing two days earlier, uh, which was a giant story, and they were trying to blame Ronald Reagan for it. And the then Marine Corps Commandant P.X. Kelly uh, became the villain of the story. Um, and um, I used to know P.X. Kelly's daughter. She worked on Capitol Hill uh, as a staffer. But uh, never mind that. Enough about me. Um and uh, the commies had to be driven out of Grenada. And Ronald Reagan and the U.S. military drove the commies out of Grenada. And it's been more or less peaceful ever since in Grenada. Grenada's nice. And the Grenadines, there are more than, there's the main island, and then there are other uh, smaller islands associated with Grenada, a country. Um, and, uh, yeah, the commies went in and they killed the leader, shot him and killed him, because that's what commies do. Because the left kills everyone and steals what's left. There is a story in the Fayetteville Observer. The Fayetteville Observer today. 82nd Airborne Division veterans remember Grenada invasion 40 years later. They start with the story of 20-year-old Ed Harm. Landed the Caribbean nation of Grenada in October of 1983. First noticed the heat. Yeah, and, uh, you know, honestly, the, uh, the commies had moved in there. says the doors to the military aircraft uh, that he was aboard opened and Harm saw and heard tracer fire and explosions. We exited the aircraft. We went into a drainage ditch and took cover. And the first thing I can remember is one of the first sergeants, who was a Vietnam veteran, 1983, said, man, this looks like Vietnam. 
Parma's now retired staff sergeant and said during the 40th anniversary event, Operation Urgent Fury, held in Fayetteville. You know, lots of lots of uh, army and military down there. Harmon and his fellow paratroopers out of Fort Bragg were sent to Grenada as reinforcements in response to the aftermath of a coup overthrowing the Marxist Prime Minister Maurice Bishop. President Ronald Reagan called him on U.S. forces to rescue 600 American students and 400 foreign students living in Grenada and to protect American interests. About 8,000 soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines worked with 353 Caribbean allies to restore the country's government. You know, democracies where you don't shoot and kill you know, at the centuries-old Spanish fort where they dragged him, and the uh, locals will still bring you to the spot where their president was murdered by the communists in a firing squad, an execution, because that's what commies do. We don't teach this to people in college these days. We teach them to be pro-jihad, pro-genocide, anti-Semite, anti-capitalist, anti-American. It's the Democrat Party. Womp, womp, womp. You're a Democrat Party. They're not on our side. Yeah, and it was a, uh, it was, uh, it was something. It, uh, it really was. And it did. It took the world by surprise. And the United States and the media tried to blame Ronald Reagan, saying he was, oh, he just did this to distract attention from the Beirut uh, Marine Corps barracks bombing. No, all the ships were already on station in the Caribbean. Uh, it had been. Uh, planned well in advance, long before uh, the Marine Corps barracks bombing two days prior. And uh, they decided a green light to go with it, um, even though they knew the media would attack them for it, which they did. And the now-retired staff sergeant, he says, uh, we secured enormous amounts of Soviet munitions, ammunition, vehicles, weapons, binoculars, and six pigs. Were those like Russian prostitutes? Is that, uh, is that what you're talking about there? The, uh, there it is. Yeah, the commies, were they were uh, moving on the world. And you know what? They're not done. They're back. They're still at it. Now, Putin meeting with Xi Jinping last week in China. They are colluding. They are plotting. The Chinese are planning on taking over the planet Earth in the 21st century. They're commies. They're diabolical. And they're patient. All right, let's go to some audio, uh, Jeff. Let's go to let's go to Cobble Kirby. Cobble Kirby, as he is known far and wide, former U.S. Navy Admiral John Kirby, uh, now a shill for the failed Biden presidency, still making stuff up. Yesterday, uh, Cobble Kirby was asked at the White House briefing room. About Joe Biden's job performance. You know, we got war in Europe, Russia, nuclear power invading Ukraine. We've got war in the Middle East, Hamas and Iran behind the curtain attacking. And by the way, uh, we've got an awful lot of bad stuff going on. We now have 33 Americans killed by the jihadis in Israel. 24 now wounded in the region because Iranian proxies are firing missiles, rockets, munitions at Americans, where we still have a small number of Americans 
in Iraq at the Al-Assad Air Base and the Al-Harir Air Base in the north. We have uh, people at our embassy in Baghdad. We also have a small number of American forces at the Al-Tanf garrison inside of Syria near the border with Iraq. And we have had uh, missiles raining down on our people there because of Iran, which is a terrorist state. So now we've had 33 Americans confirmed killed in this uh, in Israel because of the troglodyte attack by Hamas. 24 Americans wounded. One American died as a result of a heart attack while being shelled. He's a contractor, not a U.S. military force, but 24 U.S. military forces injured in these Iranian proxy attacks, which means they're Iranian attacks. 33 Americans killed in Israel because of another Iranian proxy, Hamas, and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. And we still have 10 Americans missing, unaccounted for, presumed to be either hostages or killed. All right? In the meantime, Israel continues to pound the, the Gaza Strip. They say they've killed 21 senior Hamas leaders. Uh, and uh, killed another one last night, a uh, well-known uh, Hamas leader. And Joe Biden, he's hosting the Australian Prime Minister at the White House at a state dinner tonight where they had scheduled the band the B-52s to play. The B-52s, you know, Love Shack. But White House scraps plan for B-52s to entertain at state dinner against backdrop of Israel-Hamas war, the Associated Press reports. The Associated Press, uh, they have a, um, a direction from on high. They're not to refer to Hamas as a terrorist group. I guess they can call them a humanitarian group but not a terrorist group. So the White House scrapped plans to have the new wave band, the B-52s, perform at Wednesday's state dinner for Australia's Prime Minister after deciding it would be inappropriate at a time when so many are facing sorrow and pain, in the words of First Lady Jill Biden. Without directly referencing the devastation in the Israel-Hamas war, First Lady announced Tuesday, we've made a few adjustments to the entertainment portion of the dinner. Instead of the band best known for Love Shack and other hits, The entertainment will be instrumental. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a, you know, a cello, maybe a, yeah, yo-yo ma in there is something like that, something different. Yeah, but we've got 33 Americans killed, 24 wounded, 10 presumed hostages or dead because the Democrats. Also, you know, the Hamas, they have a, uh, an, they have a navy because uh, they gave them this waterfront property. And so they figured out ways to kill people using water because that's what they do. But a major naval commander was killed by the Israelis yesterday and two uh, members of their frogman unit. They have scuba diver terrorists there. And two of the scuba diving terrorists were leaving the, uh, the Gaza Strip and sneaking their way into Israel. But fortunately, the Israelis killed them. And I hope sharks ate their dead bodies immediately thereafter. Also, in the West Bank, a uh, drone killed three Hamas 
killers because that's what you need to do with them. But uh, Hezbollah in the north, who we first found out about 40 years ago, day before yesterday with the Marine Corps Barons bombing, are firing into Israel. And they have uh, uh, reportedly hundreds of thousands of missiles provided by Iran in Lebanon to fire at Israel. But today in America, more than 100 colleges are having pro-Hamas marches because of students for justice in Palestine. They don't know what any of those words mean. Students, justice, Palestine, all those words stump them. U.S. forces under attack 14 times just in the last week. Again, with 24 Americans injured, one contractor died of a heart attack in the midst of the bombardment. And what is Joe Biden doing? He's having the B-52s at the White House, not anymore, for the Australian Prime Minister's visit. Now let's go to, back to Kabul Kirby here. Kabul Kirby, um, one of the shills for the Democrat Party, a disgraced former admiral. How do you think Joe Biden's uh, doing? Uh, you know, what kind of a job is he doing as president with all this war and mayhem in the world? Can you just give us a sense, from the president's perspective, how is he balancing these two sort of immediate foreign policy objectives versus sort of his longer-term foreign policy objectives that the um, prime minister's visit sort of embodies? Well, he's balancing it well. He's doing it. I mean, uh, if you want to give him a report card, A+. I mean, he's commander-in-chief. That never stops, and the and the and the and the duties and responsibilities are literally global. I mean, we are one nation that has truly global responsibilities. You think? And he's managing it all. Yeah, a plus. What with the war in Europe, war in the Middle East, China on the march, uh, crashing into Philippine ships, uh, thirty-three Americans killed by Hamas, twenty-four wounded by Iran and Iran proxies, ten Americans being held hostage by the troglodytes and their. 311-mile tunnel system, and the constantly embarrassing Cobble Kirby gives him an A+. An A+. He continues to embarrass himself for a paycheck. That, for some reason, reminded me of the transgender HIV-positive street prostitutes. Why? Why, Jeff, did, did that soundbite remind me of the transgender HIV positive street prostitutes that the ACLU is fighting for in Tennessee. Why? Oh wait, I just realized why. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Uh, Mr. A Plus was going to have the B-52s performing at the White House tonight. They thought twice about that, decided against having the B-52s. A little rock lobster for you today. And, uh, and uh, you know, maybe they should have students come in from universities instead. Let's go to soundbite number 19. And they could have, they could have the Democrat Utes come in and chant from the river to the sea at the state dinner. Yeah, they could have uh, th- those guys come in and uh, sing 
to the Australian Prime Minister. Let's go to soundbite number two. CNN has a, um, a person named Aaron Burnett. Um, and uh, yesterday they were very excited to talk about how nice it is in the tunnels, in the Moss tunnels for the hostages, where they have everything you could need. Something stand out in their the mundane necessity, right? You're talking about tunnels. We know these tunnels have ventilation. We know that they've been known to have air conditioning. They've got, this has all been reporting that we've heard from the Israelis over the years. But the fact that she's saying she was held underground for more than two weeks, um, that there was shampoo, there was antibiotics, there was a guard per hostage in the experience she had, uh, that there were medics and paramedics, and obviously she is elderly, the other woman who was released also elderly and had medical needs, and that they had the medicine needed, and if not, something uh, similar to replace it. And uh, that's not all. I mean, they not only have medics and paramedics, and they had uh, uh, ventilation and AC and maybe ashtrays, it is pretty stunning because you've got to contrast that with what's happening above the ground, right? Where Jews. there isn't water, never mind shampoo, okay? They don't have water. They're using toilet water. There is no morphine. That is any water. Kind of uh, amputations, antibiotics. A- amputations. No, right? But Hamas had stockpiled all of that and has all of that underground. And that's what we're learning from her. That's what we're learning. But uh, wait, because, you know, if you're a lady hostage, they've got you in mind. When they say prepared for things, women's needs, okay? They were therefore prepared. I mean, let's just just go ahead. I think we're being honest about it. That means they had tampons and things. Okay, that, that is means... a level of preparation for what they were going to do, right? And it shows that they were going to take people of all different ages, right? It shows a preparation for that. See, she's giving them credit for uh, preparing because they had a level of preparation. They that means they had tampons. Sounds like she's just assuming that. Um, but and uh, the level of preparation, maybe they had preparation H in case they had any hostages with hemorrhoids because they're such charitable people. The hostage takers, the terrorists, the murderers are so thoughtful and their planning was so, so thorough because they had been plotting it for months and maybe a year. The murder, they're not very good at getting stuff done, you know. It's uh, culturally, they're, they're not a model going forward. But at CNN, they're getting a lot of love. Ventilation, ashtrays, preparation H, maybe, tampons, you know. CNN loves the jihad. It's those Jews that are the problem, just like on campus. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 